Welcome to Life Happens, where Texans come to protect their legacy and prepare for the second half of life. Join your host, attorney Kim Hegwood with Hegwood Law Group and our weekly guest as we navigate the challenges that emerge as life happens. Now here's your host, Kim Hegwood. Good morning and welcome to Life Happens with me, Kim Hegwood. And today our very special guest is Hannah Massanotti and she's with Houston Music Therapy. Good morning. Good morning. And so today we're going to talk about the benefits of music therapy for children that have special needs and how they can access services. And so, but let's kind of back up just a little bit and then for our listeners, and let's talk about what is music therapy and what kind of qualifications does someone have to have in order to be able to uh, basically act, give those kinds of services to someone that has a disability. Absolutely. So I like to explain or I guess describe music therapy as a healthcare profession where specially trained and credentialed professionals manipulate the different aspects of music for very specific therapeutic benefits. Um, so they work in a very wide variety of settings all the way from the NICU all the way through to end of life hospice care and everything in between. So we work with infants, children, teens, adults, and older adults um, in medical, educational, home health, psychiatric, long-term care, all kinds of settings. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and so, um, but for specifically for, for children that have disabilities, you know, what kind of benefits does music therapy um, offer them? Yeah, so for communication, we do a lot to support that uh, from receptive to expressive skills and even nonverbal communication. Um, we have a young client right now um, who started just this past summer. And when we first started working with him, he was um, just not using his words and his mother really wanted him to be able to ask for what he wanted to eat and let her know when he was thirsty and things like that. And just since then, He's just blossomed and um, his mother is just thrilled uh, with the progress he's made. He's able to more independently make requests and answer simple questions. And she's just ecstatic about that progress. So that's oh, one, yeah. one area. Um, we also address cognitive skills, things like attention, memory, academics, especially in the school setting. Um, as well as social skills, adaptive behaviors, um, reducing unsafe behaviors is another area that we help address, as well as regulating emotions and motor functioning, as well as sensory processing. Okay. I don't mean to throw you off, but I'd like for you to kind of give me an example, maybe. Like what type of music, it, does it does the music matter as far as what you're trying to accomplish? I'd really like to dig just a little deeper if you don't mind, because Absolutely. I find this very fascinating. I mean, I love music and, and you've always heard, you know, lots of good things about, you know, specifically with people who have Alzheimer's that music, you know, a lot of times they can sing songs and remember all that stuff, you know, because music is such a huge part. And so, but I'm really curious to see, you know, if you're trying to, fixed behaviors and things like that, does it matter the different types of music? And how does it kind of give me the, the really tiny, you know, spill on 
do you just play some music and then, you know, kind of give me an idea of what it looks like for our listeners? Absolutely. Um, so it really is very individualized. Uh, we do an assessment and look at the way the client responds to the music. And then we use that to inform what we do with that client. There are also very specific ways music impacts the brain and its functioning. Um, so I'll just give a few examples to kind of paint a picture, but we might work on physical endurance or range of motion by playing a drum or listening to music to help support emotion regulation. So a song that is soothing for a child can be used in that way. Okay. Um, All right. We, that makes sense. Do you play lots of other instruments? Yes. Um, especially things like working on social interactions or even uh, attention or memory. We might play instruments or sing together to work on communication, um, whether it's increasing vocalizations or even working on speech articulation, usually awesome. under the guidance of a speech therapist in that case. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so where does, I mean, how do children uh, participate in music therapy? Is it something they have to make an appointment to come see you? Is it have to be doctor uh, prescribed? I mean, what, what, how do they, how do they get to you to try it out? Yeah. So there are a lot of different settings that um, music therapists work in. Um, we are in public schools. Um, so there are very specific guidelines. Um, that the individual individuals with disabilities education act i believe is what it's called idea um, mm -hmm. it mandates um, different services in the special education setting and music therapy is considered a related service in that case um, but we also provide services in homes and in a variety of settings in the community um, such as even daycares group homes, day have facilities, um, pretty much any setting you can think of. They may already have a music therapist on staff or they may be able to bring one in from the community. So how does someone find out if music therapy would be beneficial to their children or patient or student or somebody like that? Yeah, so, sorry, I'm just checking my notes to make sure I got <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can start out by seeking out a music therapy assessment. If you notice that music seems really motivating to your child, or if maybe they pay more attention to information when it's presented musically, um, as well as if it's soothing, or if the child becomes more socially interactive within a musical context. Those are all signs that music therapy may be appropriate, um, but you would want to seek out an assessment to determine for sure. And that includes um, having a music therapist come gather some background information, ask questions of the parent, caregiver, other service providers, um, and sometimes the child, depending on the specific child. Um, and then we interact with the child, see how they respond to the music, look at their strengths and needs, 
And then we write a report and making recommendations with individualized goals based on those results. And that's really through that process is how we determine when somebody may be appropriate for music therapy. Is music therapy covered by insurance or Medicaid or something like that? So, or does it private pay? How, how affordable is it? Yeah, so uh, it's very affordable um, as, a, as a service. A little bit really goes a long way. So it's rarely needed more than two times a week. And oftentimes just 30 minutes once a week can be effective. So in that way, it's very affordable. It's also very streamlined, can address all those different goal areas um, just within that one session each week. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and in terms of funding, uh, it often is out of pocket, but there are a lot of different resources and options available to help pay for it or even cover the cost entirely. You mentioned insurance. That's still something we're working on. We're just, we're always considered out of network, but there uh, are insurance companies who do cover. Um, it's just, you would want to check with them and verify that before seeking out the service. Um, in Texas, the class and yes, Medicaid waivers do cover music therapy. So if you have a child in one of those two settings, one of those two programs, they can get that funded. Um, there's also a lot of grants. Um, we have a page on our website that lists a lot of different grants for music therapy. So I encourage you to check that out, houstonmusictherapy.com. Um, so how far is your reach? So, um, you know, like my office is down in Clear Lake, you know, in uh, the Clear Lake area of Houston. <laughs> and so how far, um, I mean, how does someone find it? So. If, I mean, do y'all, how far do y'all travel, you know, with your company or do they, is there a particular place they can go to find someone that may be closer? Uh, how does someone go about finding a music therapist? Yeah, so we serve in homes and facilities around the community, all the way from Spring and the Woodlands down to Pearland, Baytown to Katy and everywhere in between. Um, and we, we have connections with other music therapists. So if we're not a good fit, you're still more than welcome to reach out to us. And I, we can help you find somebody who would be a good fit. Um, but as far as finding a music therapist, if you're looking for services in the school, if your child has an IEP, then you can request an evaluation for music therapy and see if they qualify. The guidelines are very strict for whether or not they qualify, but it's um, everybody is able to get an evaluation at the least for that. Um, you can also, if your child is in um, like a daycare or in a, or goes to a therapy clinic for other therapies, it would be worth reaching out and asking them if they have a music therapist. Um, and if those don't work, you more than welcome to reach out to us at Houston Music Therapy or search at musictherapy.org. That's our, our professional association uh, for music therapists in your area. So, so Hannah, uh, one last question. Um, what, 
what drew you to to doing this kind of therapy? Because it's it's not a something you hear a lot, you know. So I'm curious to to know what was your passion when it came to doing this particular thing. Um, well, I have I'm neurodivergent myself. I have a lot of disabilities, some learning disabilities, and things like that. Um, and music was very impactful for me um, in helping me connect with my friends and feel accomplished, even though there were areas where I struggled. So, and I was always, I studied music starting at five years old and got my undergraduate degree in music. So it just seemed like the perfect marriage. It does. And so that's awesome. I just want to thank you so much. You've been a great guest today and um, appreciate it. And if they want to get in touch with you, uh, how do they do that? Uh, you can go to HoustonMusicTherapy.com or email us at info at HoustonMusicTherapy.com or give us a call or text message at 713-570-6368. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for being on the show today. It's such good information. Yes. Thank you for having me, Kim. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Happens with Kim Hegwood. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. wherever you listen to your podcast as we navigate through the challenges that emerge as life happens. The content of this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship or constitute attorney-client privilege, legal, medical, financial, or any other professional advice.